0: Welcome to episode 35 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and a man that has been down his fair share of chimneys in his time and found himself explaining why he's in someone's front room uninvited. <laughs> Sorry, your face. I might, I, I have a second one. If you don't like that one, I can't. I, can't.
1: I like your reaction but. to it. I think it's a pile of shit. <laughs> your laughing's quite amusing, so keep it in.
2: Oh...
0: Chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well being, fitness, but still making me laugh. Sport <laughs> on all the difficult things and the uncomfortable things. I think we talk about those, don't we? Yeah. We're all working pro- <laughs> We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. You've probably got a story about that, haven't you? And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done i'm desperately
1: thinking i haven't i've got nothing to, to <laughs> really? offer on chimneys nothing
0: just I'm... made me sound like um oh, oh there's something i didn't do in the last one i need to come back to if you haven't already subscribed to us in your favorite podcasting app then please do so and if you have a spare moment leave us a five-star rating on apple podcast and like we said before make mark's christmas wish come true mm. paint, by, uh,
1: paint some paint some
0: links yeah. <laughs> by sending this podcast link to just two of your friends um, cause that'll literally double our, <laughs> uh, double our listenership.
1: It'd be like the R rate, won't it?
0: Yeah, it's very true. Mm. Yeah. If we can just like follow the R rate. interest. <laughs> yeah. You
1: just tell two people, they infect another two. Uh,
0: coming up, this is our Christmas episode. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out. Good. It is celebrating the birth of baby Jesus.
1: <laughs> I hope, it'd be lovely. I'm just going to watch our figures on Christmas day to think that. Wait, do you know what? This is like the Queen's speech for some I people I've been waiting for. I this. would listen to us.
0: I would. First thing. Get up, put my put my new Christmas jumper on. Yeah. Get the new headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. And and crank us up. Uh in you know, our Christmas special. <laughs> I don't know how special it's gonna be. It's gonna be special in many different it's ways. It's Christmas Day today. So that's Merry special. Christmas, Mark. Yeah, Merry
1: Christmas <laughs> to you. Do you want to open your present now? Um Oh, we've kind of screwed up here. Why? Have you bought me a present? Yeah. <laughs> I've bought yours, but it's impossible to unwrap. How clever is that? Huh? No? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Shaggy.
0: <laughs> so is that the is that the idea of it, or is it just kind of a byproduct of bad wrapping or good wrapping? No, no, good the, wrapping, the, the nature of the, of the present is, it isn't tangible. That's oh, oh, not your love, is it? <laughs> it's not your love and respect.
1: <laughs> oh, you close. shouldn't have. I mean, really, you it's, shouldn't have. It's a pile You've of passing <laughs> indifference. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, I'd be a bit worried if it was uh, anything else. How are you on this fine Christmas day?
1: <laughs> I'm just delighted that it snowed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We I mean, weren't expecting that. No. I mean, you put a few bob on it, uh, <laughs> so you're in, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. So the eggnog's on <laughs> you. <laughs> to, said, to you w- said
1: earlier there was some stuff you were going to throw. Is that now? Um, we didn't do that last one, did we? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, there's loads of stuff I threw at you in the yeah.
0: last one. Well, let's just start this off with... No, I, have some, I do have some bookmarks from the last episode.
1: Okay. I've got one roof story. It's not chimneys, but it's roof.
0: There you go. It's moderately amusing. This is the thing I wanted to okay. pick up. Yeah. You said to me in the week, because I dropped in two podcasts ago, when you when you were talking about your interview at Oxford. Mm-hmm. We are talking about the things that you were good at. Or yeah. I kind of, can't remember and it was... Um, spitting <laughs> graffiti and i was listening to it in the car and i thought oh you told me that thing about graffiti this week and you said i used to do graffiti yeah but then i used to sign it with my name and i went what like a tag and you went no actually my name no, no. i didn't <laughs> did
1: my actually... my gra- yeah yeah my graffiti well when i say i did i was the guy basically who would like be lookout because my edgy friend who actually gets mentioned in the book the one did
0: you that, go oh I'm not the creative one? I yeah. can't I can't get the paints out.
1: <laughs> I'm not successful now. I wouldn't be able to spell. Um yeah, I did the script and then he did the creative <laughs> bit. He his name was Phil. I was just about to say my surname is this and his is this. It's probably not a good idea. Anyway, our surnames rhymed.
0: I think I've given away your, your surname. Okay. I don't I think you're I think you're far from trouble now. I don't think the feds are after you, are they?
1: What for that graffiti?
0: Yeah. Is it still there? No. All right. No. You literally sign it first name, second name. He
1: signed it his first name and my second name. Oh, okay,
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can remember it was in blue spray paint and we did it on a garage door and it was like right. it what, wasn't what, what it was a style. Creative.
0: What was it? Did you have a message? Did you were you trying to change the world? What were you trying to do?
1: R Phil and RLs.
0: Oh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I don't like that kind of graffiti. No. No. It's just it's just it's the stuff no, you get on really the side gross. of, you know, train walls, isn't it? It's like yeah. come on, if you're gonna if you're gonna risk it in court, you might as well do something artistic. So do something creative mm. might as well say something it's your chance it's yeah. your it's your platform yeah for the it's world. your canvas isn't it yes it yeah is.
1: i'm not proud of it i'm not
0: going oh look at me no Edgy. it's just funny way you just kind of put your name literally put your name you can it. you comparing me to banksy probably it yeah. <laughs> doesn't ring quite as true <laughs> yeah okay so you made a reference in the last podcast about um and you said it in training You said so why is it that we eat turkey Every year. Oh, I said it out loud before. Okay. I think yeah. um, I, my my bullet point is dry bird. <laughs> I was watching the um, the Royal Family last night, the Christmas one yeah. from I think it was nine. It was the Millennium one. So it's it twenty years ago, mm. which is crazy. Mm. And uh, the mum go, asks everyone, what "Do you think of the turkey they're like?" Oh no, I didn't really like it. it <laughs> went run everyone. Oh, not really bothered, Bob. You know, kind of <laughs> yeah. And then they go, "Well, I might not might not do turkey next yeah. year." And they're like, "What? You can't <laughs> do that! Don't bloody cancel Christmas, Barbara!" I was like, "Oh, it's genius." And it was, it, was, it was exactly that. It's like, why do we eat? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why everyone always does, or oh, have a beef and a ham as well. <laughs> yeah, just because, like... Because <laughs> it's got to taste. To smother the... Yeah. Um, but I same think... could be said for Christmas pudding, and mince pies. I mean, they're okay, but you're not going to have them. No. They're not going to be a staple. No. Like, say, a donut. You're not going to have a mince pie.
0: But it's that thing, you know, why wouldn't you just eat the things you enjoy eating? Yeah. <laughs> Which, even though you had them last week. So, two podcasts ago, we mentioned yeah. um, God. Didn't mm-hmm. we? And you said um, God created the world, and I went allegedly. Yeah. We talked about the baby Jesus, mm-hmm. not the baby Jesus, even the grown-up Jesus, the little baby Jesus, like the little rain Kelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you said you looked up um, how old Jesus was. Yeah. And I think I think the the thirty three consensus. Yeah, I think that is yeah. about thirty three. Yeah. I've kind of worked it out the reason we have Christmas is is because there was a little baby born all those years ago. Yeah. He turned out to be a bit of a dude
2: hmm
1: didn't he? Mm-hmm.
0: And I think where I come from on this is The Midlands. <laughs> yeah. The Midlands consensus is yeah. um I don't think I've ever believed in the little baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um because you realize you go think back at school, and you just told all these things as if, as if they're gospel. Yeah um, <laughs> according to uh, the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> and the other three. <laughs> it's very confusing, isn't it? You yeah. think you look back as a child, you know. There's there's the Santa lie. There's yeah. the there's the the religious story, mm-hmm. and then obviously, kind of Christmas now is a is a mixture of paganism, Christianity, commercialism, <laughs> commercial. consumerism, Am- Amazonism, yeah. <laughs> and everything else. Isn't Argosism.
2: It?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I thought actually, if we didn't have Christmas in the form we had, do you think as a as a as a society as a world culture whatever, we'd find something to celebrate at least once a year in a big way? You know, I'd argue that we probably would find something.
1: The reason I was sort of—you could see my eyes working then—was. Do you I... believe in
0: the little baby Jesus? No. Right. Do you believe uh, there was a there was a chap called Jesus who um who had some pretty radical ideas for the time? Okay. Do you think the story is completely made up? Yeah. Okay. Completely. No. Not even based on you know. Well, or, every, um, any, the biggest any, Chinese whisper. Well, <laughs>
1: the, 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 there's some element that that at some time two thousand years ago there was a guy. In, <laughs> in, in some team. country who did some things. Yeah, but... I, uh, and this is coming from... That's someone. kind of
0: what I'm saying. You know, it's kind of the no smoke without fire. You know, there was not a lot of writing. There's definitely no Instagram. No. It was there? No. Twitter? No, that wasn't around. You know, people wrote stories and, and documented things. The word would get around, wouldn't it? If you had some ideas that were so pro- so progressive, yeah. so out there. People are going to hear it. You know, it's going to go from town to town, isn't it? You know what I'm, I'm saying?
1: Str- I'm str- I'll tell you
0: why I'm struggling.
1: I'm struggling because... In my mid-teens, I became, for about a year, eighteen months, became very religious. Oh, did you? And on my own back, decided to get confirmed, and I wore a crucifix and mm. believed. I spent <laughs> I spent three days with some Franciscan monks in Dorset, mm. um, a silent order. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and yet, I why I find this difficult is. And I don't want to be disrespectful. I feel that I've mentioned the 12 step program before. One of the things I like yes, you are, yes. God is mentioned in the 12 step program, but it's, we mentioned this the other day it's yeah, the do. Dave Allen, it's your God. It isn't God per se, it yes. isn't Jesus'. You know, it's it's whatever God or whatever greater power. I think greater power is one of the phrases. Okay. that's so it's used. not necessarily
0: a creator. It's yeah, is a a higher being. Yes, and it
1: doesn't it. matter whether it, um, years and years ago I was reading after going to the north of Thailand. There's some tribes there that believe in animism, which is the basically that the, the sort of god is the, the, the natural surroundings. So it's the trees, it's where they live, it's mm-hmm. the mountains, mm-hmm. it's the rivers. That's their sort of what they worship, if yeah. you like. And I found that quite interesting because it was something tangible and you could see the power of it. What I think I want to be clear about is that I think I would love to have a faith. I I strive to have a faith and a belief and something that I could turn to to provide succour. So sorry to provide? S-U-C-C-O-U-R. Okay. I'm going to look it up because I'm not sure what it
0: means. (laughs) (laughs) You said it was such... You said it was such conviction. Is it a new word I to you? I feel it's comfort, solace. I don't know. That's what I'm feeling. Assistance
1: and support in times of hardship and distress. Give assistance or aid to Roger okay. Rabbit. Yep. I would love to have a faith. I would love to have a belief system that gave me a framework to to relate to, to turn to, to believe in. Okay. And I don't. And I think one day I will. I think one day I will come across mm-hmm. something that, that, that rings my bells. My my difficulty, I think, is that I would see the Bible as not much more different to Goldilocks and the Three Bears or Hansel and Gretel or J.K. Rowling. Because it's, to me, if you use the Bible as your handbook for Christianity, hmm. you can't either pick and choose the bits you like. But if you read the Old Testament, I mean, Noah lived to 740, Okay, if you read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Not sure he did. I wasn't there, so I can't prove it. But I don't think he did live. It's something like that. Someone, you know.
0: I think you're, yeah, I think you're right about you either, you don't just go, oh, these bits are right. Oh, we'll we'll just forget about the stuff about homosexuality. Yes. (laughs) Or some people don't. Yes. Or some people literally live their life like that. Yes. So I think you either take the whole thing. Yeah. Or you don't.
1: And if you take Adam and Eve strictly as the first two humans, then we're all just, so it must have been their son and daughter that Mm. then had children. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. It yeah, isn't it, a comfortable... It's it a little bit unsavory is yeah. doesn't it? So what I'm saying is, I couldn't embrace the Bible as a handbook for Christianity. And some people will be going, We don't have to. Mm-hmm. You can believe in God, you don't have to believe in the Bible. Why I struggle is that what we're talking about now with Jesus is in that handbook. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the New Testament says the things he did. Yeah, yeah. And some people could say, well, he didn't strictly turn water to wine it's or... A me- it's a metaphor." yes it's a metaphor but you can't pick and choose and there is so much in there that i don't feel comfortable about that i wouldn't if someone goes to me well explain this to me god (laughs) didn't make the world in seven days yeah yeah. people might believe he did people might not nobody's right or wrong because nobody actually Mm. totally knows yeah but i think i can't nail my colors to the mast of something that i feel has elements i
0: don't feel comfortable with yeah you know, I don't think any anything can be scoffed at cause a, uh, you know No, I'm definitely everything's not is scoffy. kind of as no, 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 everything's is kind of as valid as as, as yes. everything else. Then you get onto kind of the higher power and we talked in the creativity episode about allegedly God creating yeah. and being a creator. Just yeah. think about it today. He didn't just sit around and think about the idea of No, a, He didn't a a wait world. till January the first. <laughs> <laughs> he did start on a Monday, though, did he? Is that right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that blows that out the water. <laughs> I'm, we talked about it in training. I immediately went to the kind of the wonder of the universe, and when you start to look at you know the intricacies of the universe yeah. and the coincidences and the mind-blowing detail, and yeah. you know how does that plant know to do that? Yes, the symbiosis yes. we talked about with yeah. the ants and the aphids. Just take that alone, mind-blowing. mind-blowing. As disgusting yeah. as it is, <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty epic. And I think um, yes, there, there's science there, but even some scientists can't quite comprehend the amount of coincidence and the amount of things that have come in together in order to provide the balance and the symbiosis that we have. And someone told me a while ago about the idea of, which I now know is called the junkyard tornado. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so someone kind of explained to me that they basically they went to a science fair and there's a scientist talking about all the coincidences and how everything's lined up beautifully. I think we talked about didn't we, that. That you know, there's that kind of almost ignorance about thinking that there's nothing else like this out there. Or did we talk? We talked about this. We did. Yeah. When I was
1: saying about that there's no life on the moon. That's right. Yeah. But we don't know what life
0: no, looks like. like. Yeah. Exactly. Life in our in our own. In We're judging imi- it imi- by our own. Yeah. Yeah. I guess our own experience. Blinked of vision. But there's this. Um. Someone came back. And I've just been to this talk, and this 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 scientist was saying, you know, some things we cannot explain in science, and we probably never will be able yeah, you know, to explain. Yeah. And they've just not even scratched the surface no. of, of, of anything, really. Um, and they gave this, this, this example of it. It's so mind-boggling that how the Earth came together. It's like a tornado ripping through a scrapyard yeah. and creating a jumbo jet. And yeah. that always stuck with me. Yeah. It's known as the junkyard tornado, also known as Hoyle's Fallacy. It's an argument used to deride the probability of abiogenesis. I need to click on that word, what that is. <laughs> um, uh, as comparable to the chance that a tornado sweeping through a junkyard might assemble a Boeing 747. Mm-hmm. It was originally used by Fred Hoyle in which he applied statistical analysis to the origin of life. But similar observations predate Hoyle and have been found all the way back to Darwin's time and indeed to Cicero or Cicero in classical times. So is this um, like
1: chimpanzees with typewriters?
0: Good well v, yeah. While Hall himself was an atheist, the argument has since become a mainstay of creationist and intelligent design criticisms of e- evolution. Mm-hmm. So the argument is rejected by the vast majority of biologists from the modern evolutionary standpoint, while the odds of the sudden construction of a higher life forms are indeed improbably remote. Evolution proceeds in many smaller stages, each driven by natural selection rather than by chance over a long period of time. The transition as a whole is plausible as each step improves survivability. The Boeing 747 was not designed in a single unlikely burst of creativity and modern life forms were not constructed in one single unlikely event as the junkyard tornado persists.
1: We're well, probably not. Mm. I mean, my th- you've heard my theory about that we could all be part of a giant computer game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've told you that. Yeah, and I just immediately think of I'm the end of Men in Black. And I use that analogy with ants. They're doing their stuff with the aphids, going like, there's no other life on this, on this world. <laughs> yeah. Look what we're doing with aphids. How yeah. advanced are we? And then we're looking down on that. And again, mm. it's a naivety to think that somehow we're top of the pile. Because if we are, it's a fucking small pile if we're the yeah. best. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we haven't gone very far. It was something you said that I've really thought about when we were saying about the growth of social media and
0: technology mm. we're not growing <laughs> yeah. people aren't growing are we going backwards or we? you know well, our, our brains aren't developing as they might yeah probably, oh, well i don't know are they or just in a different way well i've just found out this week and this will come up when i talk about effective
1: altruism um more stuff on vitamin d <laughs> um mm-hmm. is that your vitamin D levels can be reduced by computer screens and TVs and gaming. I hadn't even realised
0: that. Right, but Wait, it's it's the film Wally, isn't it? Have you seen Wally? Where's I Wally? Ne- <laughs> I need to lend you some movies. Are you a DVD person or are you a streamer? Just a not really. What? I don't watch films very. I, I've I've watched loads of films. back I think the- there's some movies I need to show you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to sit there with you. <laughs> the Just popcorn. make sure I see the whole. Lot. <laughs> yeah, and a Stay away, old man. <laughs>
2: I no, wonder if I get it.
1: in half price now I'm sixty. Yeah, well, yeah, free prescriptions. Were. Yeah, happy
0: days. Looking right? forward to getting hiller. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, Noah was nine hundred and fifty. If he can do it without statins, I no, Right,
0: and also we also talked about in the very same thing vein of that, where we're mostly looking out, aren't we? That mm-hmm. way. Oh, to the vastness of space and it's when we're be sending probes out there and yeah. we're learning yeah. more and more each the time. I put that thing on Instagram about the, the microbe in the dirt, which looks like it's the smallest yeah. animal yeah, 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 yeah. known to us currently. Yeah. Which I think is an important thing to say, which looks like a big mammothy thing, doesn't it? But it's yeah. you can't see it with your naked eye. It's yeah. tiny. I'm sure a virus as well is that sort of yeah. intricacy, isn't it? But it's also infinite. Into that. that. In yeah. that way. I'm pointing. is no good for podcasts. but. No. And that's for me, That that's where I start to get a little bit sick and kind of my brain starts to hurt. So what you're saying is there's basically something
1: so small we cannot see it that when it's magnified, you yeah. see the intricacies of it. Yeah. But then each part of that can, uh, then, be magnified can then be magnified again. Magnified so each again. cell yeah. and each... Yeah. And that is
0: infinite. Yes. As far as we know. Yeah. As infinite as we think space is. Yeah. Go the other way, which is just I can't quite... If you go far enough, is it like being in space? Yeah, far enough. Is, is, is inward. The, the size of it comparable? If you were that small... Yeah, is the you know would it be like just floating around outside the space station with all that around you, mm, yeah, in a cell? Yeah, yeah. mind blown, right? Mm. Always remember, and in, in we did uh, re. We used to do re at school. I went, I'll never forget. James McGregor sat there and went, "Miss, if God exists, who created God?"
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And she was just like, oh, "Classic, classic, hell. James." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, James, get out! <laughs> Every <laughs> lesson you do this, yeah. and he just kept going. Yeah, but who And he was just on one you know what i mean he just yeah. wouldn't let it wouldn't yeah. let it lie mm-hmm. and uh yeah you're stuffed aren't you you can't answer that sorry let's bring this back to christmas because it's christmas day christmas bingo you've talked about what are the things you're expecting uh in the week up to christmas and in between christmas and into new year so so i would go coming up to christmas it's like it's crept up on us isn't it oh that's a, that came up god,
1: today actually it gone quick yeah. this week god i just it's just us. yeah Oh, so the one. next one, all set for Christmas. Just got lost. Little last few minute things yeah, to do. Yeah, just a few bits to yeah, do. Yeah, like all the food, presents, cards. <laughs> Everything. anything. Well, and the, of course, on Christmas bingo, it'll be a little bit different. What are you doing for Christmas? Just a quiet Christmas with the family. Yeah. So it'll be a bit different yeah. this year. So that'll be. A, well, it's, so a bub- it's
0: a bubble Christmas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Christmas, Christmas. bubble. Well, we can't do what we normally would do, you know, because uh, can't see Granny. We'll be looking at Granny through the window. Yeah. Or, I don't know yeah we're yeah.
1: going to zoom but she's not very we bought her an ipad but yeah and so <laughs> yeah and so the, the whole covid thing will be like oh we're into te- are we're allowed to so there'll be all yeah. that oh,
0: it's all very confusing this year isn't it yeah
1: mm. it's been a mad well and christmas cards are going to have things like hope for a peaceful and and safe and better 2021 yeah. everyone will be going or oh, yeah. we'll hope next couldn't be as bad as this year
0: yeah oh that's it yeah yeah because we went into 2020 thinking this is the one we're yeah. all gonna it's you know. a lovely ring isn't it 2020 yeah. 2020 vision everything says what can go wrong right yeah because yeah. even people talking about covid covid christmas is becoming a thing that's gonna be hashtag isn't it yes merry covid christmas isn't yes. it that's gonna be a thing yeah yeah,
1: there'll be um, somebody will joke about going to a garage on Christmas Eve to get something last-minute presents. That'll be yeah.
0: That's that's always yeah. that's always there. The big debate around when people open or just open one Christmas present on Christmas Eve. Oh, is that because you know, that everyone has the tradition family traditions, don't they? Mm. No, our family was you get off Christmas Day, you smash the presents, and then then go and put all the all the clothes on that you've just been given. Okay, and then you know and get too hot and sit down for a massive. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's been the same forever. Yeah.
1: You only but, get clothes at Christmas.
0: Yeah, and some, mm. you know, some people have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was like. Hand-me-downs. Yeah. Um, but some people just go, well, we, you know, and they, talk, they tell everyone, don't they? Oh, we just have our tradition. We have our open one. Just mm. one, keep it, you know. Mm. Everyone just has to tell everyone these days what they're doing, yeah. don't they? Yeah.
1: One thing I do know is i would be hard-pressed to beat my mum excelling herself with Christmas presents. Yeah. I've mentioned my mum had a slightly miserly streak. Yeah. And was the original cottage core by basically upcycling everything (laughs) Um, so the best mum present yeah unwrapped the present Mm. could tell it was a book but fair enough unwrapped the book obviously very carefully because she took the paper back with her (laughs) yeah to read yeah yeah yeah. yeah. fair enough it's not a bad thing looked at the book and thought doesn't spring to mind totally Mm -hmm. what it is except on the on the spine it said diary 1997 (laughs) you could what was this this was December 1997 Right. <laughs> so, first <laughs> things first, man. Just, I've only got... The pages are still usable. I've only, <laughs> Just got, ignore I've it, only got six days' use of this. <laughs> yeah. But, fair play. Mm-hmm. So, my first thought was, I can either tip X the dates or, you yeah. know, whatever. Second thought was, as I flicked through it, some... No, no. Some pages have been removed. Oh, right. right. And it was something like... I can't remember. It was some photographic diary. It was like diary of, I don't know, vintage cars or something. Mm-hmm. And someone had obviously taken out the pictures, pictures of some of the vintage cars. So again, but like quite roughly. And I imagine my mum probably took them out to make them into Christmas cards or something. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. So number my two. Breaking. <laughs> number number two, my diary that only had six days shelf life left yeah. wasn't complete. However, although it was incomplete in terms of pictures, mm-hmm. It was complete in terms of entries because it was somebody else's diary. I was going to say, was it for, was it for <laughs> yes. the diary entries? Which Mostly shopping crazy. lists and things. I think she'd got it from a charity shop and oh, someone had gone, there's just... some nice pictures in this. And I haven't... Oh, no. So I got a used diary
0: from the previous year. Oh, but I expressed delight. Of course you did. Yeah. Was that the worst present you've ever had? I think it I was mean, it's pretty up there. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine anything been any worse, right? You'd rather not have something. Yeah. Yeah. Is I that guess. the most memorable one?
1: There, there is probably quite a long list, actually. Right. But yeah, that
0: was that was up there. So did you enjoy Christmas? Oh, Christmas. Was, was it ever an event? Christmas at
1: home that? was very... Um, so three weeks before Christmas, the television was put in the loft. That was one of our traditions.
0: Whoa. Driven, uh, driven by your mum? Oh, uh, she just your carried it.
2: De-
0: <laughs> 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 so yeah, so her decision then. Yeah. I'm taking this off you. Yeah. Why? Was this um, pre, have, or, you, pre or post Quaker? This was actually pre-Quaker.
1: Right. Yeah, This was no TVs and Christmas don't go together. So the TV went like literally was carried up into the loft wow. as a, a ceremony. And that's where the tree went so we could watch the tree in place of the TV. <laughs> right. So that was one of the traditions. Okay. Wow.
0: So here's a nice Christmas themed subject for this podcast. Yes. Effective altruism and self actualization. Catchy, eh? Yeah. Off the tongue, that one. I mean, to be fair, when I think about Christmas, I think about effective altruism and self actualization. So, I mean, it's absolutely. It's on all spot my on. cards. <laughs> 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 yeah. And this is good because I don't really know what's coming here and I've not done any.
1: No. The closer we got, the closer I want to do this on Christmas Day. But I'm quite happy, because I haven't briefed you or I haven't given you really any indication. I'm quite happy for you to be at your spiky best. Rude. Mm. Everything I say, I've decided I believe in on this one. It isn't just being contentious. And some of it is almost like...
0: I don't think you're contentious.
1: You don't think I am? No. I've just questioned whether Noah lived to 950. contentious Hm, mm. contentious. I can't prove he didn't.
0: <laughs> anyway. No one can prove he was, so... No. Have an opinion on it, right? No offense. So <laughs> good.
1: Thanks. Um <laughs> I now have to do a pause. <laughs> was, uh, yeah. You're going to find one that I did earlier that you missed.
0: I do you know what was that thing you were talking about? Um, Everyone in a Christmas bauble. Say so again, I missed that. So again. You're talking about Christmas bubbles and I just quietly went, Christmas bauble. Oh no, I didn't hear that no. one. And you were talking about the um on your mindfulness course about listening. Was it mindful mindful listening? What was the what was it called again? Um because you were sitting there going, I'm actually listening to everything you were saying. You had that You had that whole session where you had to listen to someone for more than a minute. And oh, not, yeah, and what's mine for listening? Them. Yeah, three <laughs> yeah. minutes, yeah. Yeah, I've and been trying to do nightmare. that for you, Yeah. to you, a lot more than I have been. So I think I've picked up a lot more of your jokes. Okay. Because I'm always, I'm always thinking about the next thing we're talking about. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to live in the moment.
1: Yeah. Rivet to now. Frog impressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come up with a few things. So this is a big shout out to Sam Harris and... A guy, oh he's back in favor isn't he's he He's back in favor i've forgiven forgive and forget i, th- I think and he learned a lesson from that didn't he i think we've all learned a lesson An opinion but uh, well that, i mean if you're going to mess with me sam get your facts i mean right. that's
0: kind of you know contention isn't it really yeah so this was a podcast which we'll give a link to
1: with someone called michael Sandel, and i think because of mindfulness and yeah. because of some thoughts that have been going through my head in terms of, I guess, in terms of mortality in some ways. Not in, not in terms of imminent death, but in terms of the idea of finishing your life and then looking back and having a, a sort of resume. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think, if I look back, I would question is my behaviour around elements that, that have been caring You know, I've mentioned, you know, things like, say, fostering has been something of caring and and was altruistic, I suppose. Yeah, massively. You've never
0: mentioned that, but it's been
1: a massive part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was, I don't know, twenty five years I think. Yeah. So you could you could link that and go, Yeah, there, there's some that that would be mm. not the epitome of altruism, but it's high up there in terms of, you know, not necessarily sacrifice, but doing stuff for other people, I guess. Yeah, sure. So when I listened to this podcast, it I think it resonated in a different way with me because suddenly now when I was listening to it, I was thinking, I sort of get it in a way I didn't before. Okay.
0: And so I'm just gonna chuck out a few comments and a few lines we have touched on altruism and i think i meant i can't remember the money one we talked because i think i raised the question about can there be true altruism it's a big subject in itself yes and like all we talk about is balance drawing the lines blurred lines yes and i
1: think what what's going to happen in the next few minutes is that my brief is going to be that altruism actually should be shouted from the rooftops and not seen as some sort of quiet get on with it and don't announce it there's a guy called Peter Singer. I'm not going to give a full detail. I've looked into him a bit. He's a philosopher. He did a TED Talk. He's also he's he's Australian and he was given um a professorship or a doctorate or whatever it was at Princeton and there was massive protests um by people with disabilities actually because some of his views around what a person is or how we look at animals in relation to how we look at humans. He comes up with what would be seen as really controversial views so i don't want to go into peter singer at all i'm mentioning him because of this particular analogy which i think is really good okay the analogy he gave and we're going to be touching on self-made man in a minute which is something i think you might i think that might just rattle your cage so peter singer in his ted talk and in some of the other talks he's given gave this example a successful businessman is walking through a park he's in a designer suit designer shoes phone in his hand and he's walking past a shallow pond that he's walked past many times in the park. Mm-hmm. And he sees a toddler in trouble right. in the pond. His first thought is, I hope that kid's all right. You know, just like looking across. Is it just playing? Is it whatever? His second thought is, it's a two-year-old child, must have some parents. There must be someone responsible. So looks around to see and realizes that the child is in trouble and that there's no one caring for that child. And the way he says it, he doesn't say this necessarily distinctly, but this is the sort of intonation of his uh, uh, of his brief. Is he's then got sort of like a fork in the road, and one is I jump in and I save the toddler from yeah. drowning. Yeah. But I'm probably going to ruin my shoes, ruin my suit, and I'll probably drop my phone. So there's a cost to me in being altruistic. There's a okay. material cost because I can't jump into a pond without ruining the suit. Yeah. And then the other option is, it's not my problem. I just, I walk on by. And so when he does the TED talk, he asks the question, you know, how many of you would have saved the toddler? And it's like 96, 97% put yeah. their hands up. One or two people don't. And there might be other reasons for this, which I'm going to explain in a minute. Right. So his answer then is the vast majority of people would jump in the pond, to save the toddler. Two things come of that. One is there's a degree of altruism because you're... There is a cost to you, even if it's just a cost in terms of financial or time or whatever. Mm. And it might be minimal compared mm. with saving a life, but there is a cost. Yeah. And the second thing is that's the sort of incident that's probably going to stay with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a grandchild, what did you do when you were in your 30s? Dad, I saved a child who was drowning in a pond. And they also go on to say about taking it a step further. If there's a burning house and you run into the burning house and you save a child... Yeah that's going to be, you know, top three events of your life. Life-defining, yeah. yeah. If we're doing a yeah. podcast now and you come up, instead of telling me about used diaries, come up with your best ever. <laughs> yeah. If I just saved a child from a burning house... We'd have heard about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Issue one. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hero. <laughs> I don't want to beat my own drum. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, the point around that is... For me, because, out, sorry, out the, the, the definition of altruism obviously is disinterested and selfless concern for the well being of others. Yes. I would argue it cost doesn't come into it. Because if, if cost does come into it, then it wouldn't be selfless if that makes sense. Okay, but let me explain. So that, that's if where you I'm you do
1: at. you're looking upon that, the way you describe that is like a cost benefit analysis. You're almost some going ways, someone's you, going two thousand quid suit or saving a baby, the baby wins. N-
0: yeah, not necessarily, but I also understand there's there's a cost there's an energy cost if you really wanted to go into it. Yeah, so the act of doing so is going to cost you. So it could cost, it could be yeah. financial. It could yeah. be energy. Well, you could slip over be, and hurt yourself. Yeah.
1: The point but, about the cost will come out in a minute in terms of where I mean, putting
0: your life at it is 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 a cost, isn't it? Yeah, running you, you, into the burning house is, is yeah, one step. That up. person might come out alive. You might you might end up drowning. Yes big cost yes so i understand i was just trying to work out yeah just maybe
1: just going on that so singer is a utilitarian and that's a school of philosophy that holds all actions should be evaluated based on their consequences yeah okay that you should do whatever maximizes overall utility or well-being so it's doing stuff for the common good and for the overall good and so this boils down singer said this boils down to would you save a life or not yeah okay What then happened in the discussion with Sam Harris is that they were saying because the world has become such a small place, that pond doesn't have to be in your local park. That pond can be in Kenya or it can be in the Ukraine or it can be in Nicaragua. Where does our responsibility lie in terms of saving a child in a pond, using that as a metaphor? Mm -hmm. So this is where it comes to the cost if I said to you, there's a child drowning in a pond, you dive in, but you're going to leave your phone in your pocket, so it's going to cost you a thousand quid to replace, and you're not covered with insurance, you would go, no worries, I'm saving the child. Yeah. So if I say to you now, if you gave me X amount of money, I can give it to this charity, and then I can show you a child's life you're saving in Kenya. Yes. Simple fact is, when okay. it's, when it's put like that, the only reason that you could say the child in the pond is more, I don't even mean deserving, but is more likely to have your input is because of geography. You've seen a child dying in a pond, but you also know there's a child dying in a well, geography pond in Kenya. In, so, yeah,
0: but also geography in that you're not physically there. Yes. You're kind of posing that question based on me being there in that moment. Yes. Yes. It's easy to sit here isn't it? go would you jump into the sea a you know, raging sea to save a dog or a, or a child? Yes you know it's easy to sit here and do that but we're not in the moment no. whereas your com- you know, the, the comparison is would you would you part with a thousand pounds to help someone and it you just kind of put those side by side, but they're slightly different. One's a kind of proactive thing. One's a one's a reactionary thing. Does that make sense? Yes, no, I understand. So that. Th- those are quite different. But I understand the kind of the premise of okay, that's cost you a physical and a, a monetary amount. Yes. If you flip that and go proactively, would you put some of that money towards that to help? I see where you go, and they're not quite like okay. for like kind well, of. They're not like but. for like,
1: but but in some respects they are. So let me give you another example. We're mm. doing a podcast, and I said to you. After this one on effective altruism, a friend of mine from Kenya mm-hmm. would like to be a guest. Yeah. And you welcome this person into your home. Yeah. And they sit in the chair opposite you mm-hmm. and they say, thank you for having me as a guest. I'd like to tell you about something that's happening in my village. Yeah. My daughter has got this disease. Yeah. And if you gave me a thousand pounds now, I could fly back to Kenya and she would live. Yeah. And if you don't, she will die. I believe you would give... All things taken into account, you would give that person a £1,000 or you and I would give them £500 each. I'm making an assumption. It's fine for you to disagree.
0: I'd, I'd feel very awkward. Yes.
1: What I'm saying is, is that when something is presented mm-hmm. in a real life situation, yeah. when you have to make that decision, yeah. you're going to feel awkward. I'm not yeah. saying necessarily you give the money, but you're going to give it consideration. Yeah. But you know factually there's people dying yeah in africa today yeah that if you and i gave 500 pounds each or a thousand pounds each those people wouldn't die yeah and i one of my things going back to the bible or going back to sort of olden times mm-hmm. is this whole thing about charity begins at home mm-hmm. and what i've realized when i was listening to this effect of altruism mm-hmm. is that my prejudices were coming forward right so my prejudices were i'd rather look after my own first or there's plenty of people in this country that need help. Or if I give it to those charities, it's all going to go on admin. Or if I give it to someone in Africa, the government's corrupt and they'll yeah. end up selling rice to their mates yeah. and it won't get to the person. So therefore, because of all those factors, yeah. I'll give some money to Wayne doing Movember yeah. and that will assage my yeah. charitable donation. Yeah. The point that then went on is... What this organization's done, and we'll do the links because there's quite a few organisations involved in this. What this organisation has said is, if you are going to give money, it shouldn't just necessarily be to save a life per se. Because you might, your charitable intention might be around climate change or it might be around saving animals. Yeah. yeah, it could be a whole number of things. So what they do is they look at the effectiveness of charities. So where you get the most bang for your buck. And this is where the effectiveness comes in. Okay. And this is where I'd link back to wise mind yeah and our creativity bit
0: as well with the effectiveness of
1: yes yeah so if you have emotional and logic
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: my emotions would go that child in the pond is the, the most important thing in the world i need to save that child and so my wise mind would go my logical mind would go if you jump in that pond you're probably not going to die yeah and my emotional mind would go you have to save that life and i get to a wise mind when i start considering other situations Logic either takes over emotions, or with people for example, who give maybe to things like a donkey sanctuary, yeah the emotional mind probably has a bigger play because you'd probably be saying to yourselves, logically, what would I do most in the world, making sure a donkey's looked after for the last two years or saving a child dying of malaria. Mm. So you then have to go, well, I've got a personal preference. I want to support donkeys and it's my money. So that's fine. There's no problem with that. But what I'm saying is what this charity has done is said, if you want to save children dying, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: malaria nets are the most effective investment you can make. And if you go to these charities, who are the most effective charities, Mm -hmm. you will save more lives for your thousand pounds than if you give it to this charity. And the example they gave that really came back to me was, I think it was um, in America, they said guide dog for the blind is $40,000 for the dog, the training, the admin, the ongoing work, looking after the dog, blah, blah, blah. blah. For that money, you can save 40 people with sight threatened by severe glycoma in the developing world. They can have an operation that will save their sight. So where do you go there? You can have one person who isn't going to get their sight back but who's going to have an aide, i.e., a guide dog. Yeah. Or you can have 40 people that you will never see and you don't know, and you can make them see again. Yeah. And this just opened up a whole range of questions for me. And this is where, to me, effectiveness and altruism suddenly rang true that there's this middle ground Mm -hmm. that I feel, personally, I have some responsibility for being able to make a decision that's informed that will make a difference. Yeah. So this was the thing I was saying back to New Year resolutions. It's about learning. Mm. It's about a being better version of yourself. Yeah. And this being better version of yourself is self-actualization, which yes. is the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I said we'd be going back to that. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the top of the triangle, is but th- shouldn't be in a triangle. Yes. Well? Yes. Is it the top? Is it the top one? Yes.
1: Yeah. So esteem is below. Okay. Self-esteem is below. Yeah. The sort of loving yourself. But self-actualization is
0: Okay. So what does self-actualization actually mean? The simplest version for me of
1: self-actualization is the best version of yourself that you live up to your ideals. That's to me. I mean there's loads more and you can you can read Maslow and see I mean if you got his little
0: Yeah, this is from Maslow. Yep. 1962. Yep. Also referred to as self-realization or self-cultivation. Yes. It can be described as the complete realization of one's potential as manifest in peak experiences, which involve the full development of one's abilities and appreciation for life. Yes. Being the best you. Yeah. So one of the things
1: why I was saying about that Maslow hadn't done the triangle of the pyramid in that format, Mm. although it fits that format. Yeah. If you look at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and you've got the basic needs, such as accommodation and food and shelter. Yeah. When we're talking about meditation and mindfulness, which is probably going up to the top it under is, uh, self-esteem yeah. and self-actualization. Yeah. We're in a privileged position that we can go, I'm going to take 20 minutes out because we don't have to forage for food. We don't have to search for water. Yeah, We're not starving on the streets of Bangladesh. In terms of that situation, in terms of self-actualization, Sam Harris came up with this, and this isn't 100%. I, I like this thing. So he says... Human beings tend not to be disturbed by the most harmful things we do. And how I read that is quite often the things that will get our attention or, you know, will be someone getting beaten up on our, you know, a mile down the road and it will be in the local press. Mm. But the most harmful things we do are polluting the rivers. And, for example, the situation with Muslims in China is getting passing interest on the news I cannot believe why that isn't like the start of every new... forget covid yeah, genocide genocide mass um, incarceration yeah mass forced labor yeah and the whole and world going, no, no, no. is going, oh, we're never going to we're never going to let the Nazis happen again. And it's. Yeah, I totally agree. So that's the bit I mean about we're, we're more disturbed about whether the vaccine has got a tracker from Bill Gates in than we are about yep. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people being persecuted in plain sight. Yep. The next thing he said is we're not gratified by the most beneficial things we do which I think is true, our gratification quite often comes from social media, it comes from drugs, it isn't the most beneficial things. We don't feel necessarily, you don't always feel better from something that is good for you as opposed to something that's not good for you. Mm -hmm. And the final thing he said is, we are not frightened by the most dangerous risks we run. And a great phrase came out of this is someone said, don't ever be frightened by the things that are in the newspapers. Because what they report is the exceptions, not the rule. So we read about terrorist attacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very unlikely. Yes. They're
2: we really don't like they happen all the time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Every day we don't go, these are the latest suicide figures, these are the latest X, Y, and Z figures. Yeah. You're told about things that kill hardly anybody. Mm. But I've got people who are, you know, I've spoken to people who are worried who won't go to a certain country because of the risk of terrorism. Yeah. There's a website that lists how many terrorist incidents there are in the world. There's hardly anything on it. It's literally almost empty. There's civil wars and internal strife. Yeah, yeah. But you and I, fingers crossed, touching wood, are unlikely to get killed by a terrorist. But newspapers don't report the things that we we, are most likely to get killed by. We touched
0: on it this week at training, didn't we? If there was, um, we almost did it, didn't we? Report doing like a countdown of, you know, if we were concentrating on the death rates for yes. other things yes and every night we were told how many how many people yeah committed suicide yes we'd all have a very different view on it. yes
1: yeah. and we looked at that little pie chart and I road mean, traffic tre- deaths were the we, same as covid in this have particular... we ever
0: i mean i think even the only other time i can remember we've done something similar is gulf war iraq i don't remember the i think in the news reports there was daily updates on casualties or yeah. army personnel being killed yeah that's the only other time, you know, you don't get a running commentary of, the, of, of of what's happening out there. No. We get we get told that, you know, one in two people are going to have cancer. But imagine if, you know, we had daily reports, you know, daily charts on the news of how many people have died from cancer today.
1: Mm. Mm. The world's a very, very tiny place. You can, f- within the 24 hours, you yeah. can fly to any part of the world. Now you can go nonstop to Australia. Yeah, yeah. The point, I think, about taking altruism to its full extent, and this mm. is um, what this guy was saying, is that if we start defining it by knowledge or geography or what feels sexy, then certain countries, certain diseases, certain causes are going to miss out the whole time. Mm-hmm. If we're in a position to influence influence people's lives for the better, now I've heard about effective altruism and now I know these websites and someone can go, if you do this, this will happen. Yeah, that's good, yeah. That feels different to me than going chuck some money in a pot and whatever but the point i was going to make just this is going on to cancer research uk so i put in does obesity cause cancer because i'd I'd seen a poster by them recently that put it much higher than i'd thought right overweight and obesity is the second biggest preventable cause of cancer in the uk more than one in 20 cancer cases are caused by excess weight the risk is higher the more weight a person gains the longer they are overweight for and this goes back to that Insta story the other day when I was saying about smoking. That those two sentences say that if you put on loads of weight, yeah, you stand a much higher chance of dying from cancer. Yeah, that has to be. Do you know what I mean then? Then when the Martian comes down and says, "Well, how come obesity is rising?" Then yeah, and you go because we're putting more shit in our foods and people are encouraged to buy more and people are encouraged yeah. to spend more time in front of a screen yeah. and the education that comes out is minimal. Yeah. And we're all off the hook this year. Yes. no naughty yeah. list, remember. Yes. And so I think the point I'm making is, if it's about effective, if we were going to save lives in this country, which we're, you know, this whole thing about COVID is about saving lives, that's, that's the emphasis. Yeah. We could be doing more, actually i haven't heard one person talk about the links between obesity and covid which is total 100 percent. the yep. same things that apply to cancer play with covid yep. but it isn't woke it isn't politically correct it isn't whatever to go up and go seriously guys you want to yep. lessen your risk of dying yeah start losing weight yep. no one has said that but we've got tesco going yeah there's no naughty list okay, fill, your, fill
0: your boots fill your boots yeah
1: one little story. I think this is going to have to have a part two and part three, because this is going to be too long. Yes, so I'm going, to, I'm going to give you one little story, which I love. I want to take it back to what I was saying about the wise mind. I've suddenly realized that giving money to charity generally, in my view, is an emotional response. Yep. So if I give money to charity, it's when Wayne sends through WhatsApp and say, I'm growing lemon porn star mustache. Give me some money. So I sent him 69 pounds, because I think that's funny. Such a child. Yeah. So the point I'm making is, I gave it because it's a mate, and it's for a cause that I agree with, but it was just an emotional decision. I didn't yep. logically go, this is the best way to spend £69. It was purely based on someone going, I'm doing a growing moustache, give me some money. Yep. And so the point about the effectiveness of altruism is if I think I would be able to invest money and save a child in a pond and have that gratification... Mm-hmm. And this is what Sam Harrison, this guy was saying, is you should actually be out there celebrating it. Don't do it quietly, don't do it anonymously. Go out and tell someone that by spending this thousand pounds, mm-hmm. this is the life you're saving as or this is the 20 people that can now see because of your because of your investment. Mm-hmm. If I tell you and make a big enough case and you go, actually, I was a bit cynical, but you've put all the facts before me and I'm gonna spend a thousand pounds, and you tell somebody at work and they do you get the compound interest yes. if i had never told you you might not have come to that conclusion yeah sure. okay so he was saying charity should be out there don't do anonymous donations tell people what you're doing them and tell them the reason you're doing it and this is the the one i love about effectiveness and about things being sexy something called play pump was in was invented in the early 2000s and it was a facility to enable villages i think it's mostly in africa to pump water Into the village. Yeah. Good idea. Makes sense. Probably would give a few quid to it. And the idea was, which is a fantastic idea, that they put in roundabouts in the villages for the children to play on. Yeah. And the motion of going around the roundabout pumped water to the village. Very good. And a load of celebrities Mm. got behind it. Yeah. And they raised, I think, hundreds of millions. Yeah. And these roundabouts were put in villages throughout africa yeah the villages themselves weren't actually consulted it was just like we've got this brilliant new idea for okay. you okay and they were put in yeah two things in terms of effectiveness number one pumping water isn't the major problem in african villages it's the Is cleanliness it, of, the water. Say, it's the of the quality yeah. yeah so having chlorine tablets that were added to the water that was pumped would save more lives and be of more use than right. purely getting the water from the ground second thing was they worked out on average, to get enough water up to serve the village, Mm. you would have to play on the roundabout 24 hours a day. (laughs) So that was the second thing. (laughs) Thirdly, after they'd been put in, (laughs) after a few weeks, the kids actually got a little bit bored. For the reason was that because you needed to actually be working, it wasn't a roundabout where you span round and round and then sat on it. You had to continually push it. So it wasn't a fun It'd like have, in a playground, yeah, because there's no resistance on yeah. a on a normal roundabout. Is yeah. There? yeah. So, so back in the day, we'd always have that one person that would do it. You'd all sit we'd on it. You'd spin it, and then you'd have yeah. to jump on it. Yeah, yeah. And there'd always be one that would do it faster and better, and he'd jump on it and you'd spin round. This and round, is like
0: and round. the Wheel of Fortune. This is got kind of a tick tick tick. He's yeah. going, it just slows up pretty quick. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> because of the resistance, because you actually were physically pumping water, it wasn't a fun thing. And as I say, millions. Of pounds mm, were invested right, yeah, in that yeah. and they're now dormant. And I looked on their website and they've gone, I think this year they've put in like ten. They're still going. Colgate Palm Olive puts some money in, probably because it just looks good.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the point I'm making is that, that that was something that appeared sexy and seemed like a great idea. When I read the first half of the article, I went, Why didn't I yeah, think of yeah, that? Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, a genius. Yeah, yeah. It was like I went to a festival once and there was a DJ you could request a record but you had to cycle on a bike to power the decks which <laughs> yeah. is like and even that got boring after you know <laughs> so yeah that's the point i'm making so i think there's a lot more that we could yeah, say on this
0: i think there is because I'm, I'm immediately going into the telling the people about it that's good but also you get the people this is where the altruism often breaks down where people are doing it to be seen to be doing it and that the whole point of altruism goes out the window you know what i mean oh look at us we're a big corporate however we do this and we give this to these people and what you know regardless of whether it is effective or not so i think if they can also be accountable or be held accountable or in there if they are going to shout from the rooftops go we have looked at this yeah lots of people go oh look at me i've donated you know
1: i think if there's the story behind the donation yeah so so sam harris called it virtuous greed what he was saying is psychologically he's getting a buzz he's now joined this 10 percent of his income now goes Mm. into this fund that That's the most effective charities. And he says he gets a buzz from it. That's good. But what he's also said is that although he's getting the most bang for his buck by doing malaria nets, he went that isn't really what I want to do. Yeah. So I'm going to pick a few people that aren't the most effective yeah, yeah, use yeah. of my money because okay. they live down the road from for, me. For whatever reasons. Yeah, and the point he made, and this is the final point I'd like to say, is he said in, uh, evidently in the Bay Area of San Francisco, there's a massive homelessness problem, yeah. Yeah. really, really bad. And he was saying in a developed world, and this is my point, we haven't come that far. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in 2020 and there's yeah, the richest country in the world has got dozens and dozens of hundreds mm-hmm. of people. Living on the street, and he said, "How do I compare street homeless in San Francisco Mm. with street homeless in Bangladesh?" I thought this was the most interesting thing. So this is my takeaway from this. Mm -hmm. The guy went for five hundred dollars. You could probably get a little shack for that guy in Bangladesh and probably feed him for a year for five hundred dollars. You could take him off the streets because that would be an average wage or whatever. Yeah, he said for the guy in the Bay Area, it would be fifty thousand dollars because he would need mental health work, he would likely need drug and alcohol rehab, he would need mm. real estate that's going to have a cost, even if it's a hostel, there's yeah. a rent. Yeah. You could look at it like this. The guy in San Francisco would be 50,000, the guy in Bangladesh would be 500. So the logical mind goes, mm. there's only one option. Yeah, you know, I'll go for the 500 and I'll yeah. get someone off the street. The point he made, and this was so telling for me, that's measuring two people who are homeless. How do you measure the suffering that each of those people are undergoing? And he was saying being street homeless in Bangladesh might actually be easier than being street homeless with mental health problem, with self-harm, with abuse of being stabbed. The fact that it's in America, which is a developed country, almost like magnifies yeah. your, your, your disadvantage. Yeah, I see. And the suffering and the pain and the mental torment that person had could be way beyond mm-hmm. what the other person had. So this was the point they were saying, yeah, most effective, that person gets off the street. We can't then dismiss someone that's going to be more expensive because that person still has that right yeah. to be, to have an intervention put towards them. Otherwise, all the money would go to Africa and Asia mm. and everyone in this country and, and America would, you know, not benefit.
0: We've eaten our Christmas dinner. It's yeah. Delicious, wasn't it? Yeah, bit dry. <laughs> yeah. Why is it? Why do we have turkey every year? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some leftover turkey. Yeah. Being a chef, what would you do with it? Give it to the cat. Okay, excellent <laughs> advice. <laughs> Go on then, Next. You can say that last year. You didn't have a cat, did you? <laughs> it's kind of a novelty now for you. <laughs> Give all your leftovers to the cat. Okay. Um, Next one. You're feeling a little bit sluggish. Not everybody has a gym. No. Like they, like you do at your house. No. You have know, eaten a little bit too much.
1: Do you want the answer? Yeah. Watch Only Fools and Horses Christmas special.
0: Ah, right. Next. Um, <laughs> it was just a pick up. I wasn't expecting that. Um, it yes. was just a follow up on the, the now years resolution. Obviously, we just talked about the little things you're putting in place, not yeah. just your creative exploits. Learning and being, but, being better. But your altruistic exploits as well. Yep. Which is good. And that's to be continued, isn't it? Yep. I just feel really feels like we're doing this it feels like we've been doing this a year. Is that what mean? <laughs> it feels like this is a wrap-up and a big It cranky. does feel longer than it has been. I yeah, just I just
1: feel really humbled by and I don't mean this in a soppy, stupid way. I just think the fact that people listen to this, the pe- the fact that people give us you know, the fact that people get pleasure from this. I just think is a is a <laughs> do real pleasure. Thing? Yeah, no, we do know yeah. that, don't we? <laughs> there's there's evidence. Evidence suggests there's more evidence than this than there is on yeah. COVID. No, I just I just think it's that bitter out. It is humbling. I enjoy every single minute of it. And I mean, it's that type of year when you just sort of, yeah, all the shows are going to be looking back. And I just think looking mm. back at whatever it is, 34, 35 episodes, I just yeah. and but I think it's I don't think maybe we thank people enough for listening because you said something a little while ago. You said the two two commodities we've got a time, time of attention. and attention. Yeah. And that that rang true to me. And I'm thinking the fact that people, even if they do it because they enjoy it, they still are making that effort. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff out there that they could be giving yeah. their time and attention to.
0: well I find it hard to say thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll
0: be accepting compliments soon, <laughs> won't you? i just like to say
1: thank you for Damien. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's it for this episode. Uh well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. Um There'll be quite a few links and references in our mm. show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us via your favourite podcasting app. And if you enjoy this pod, then please do tell a friend and spread the word for us. If you'd like to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be marvellous. And uh, you can give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast. And you can send an email to us at finecast at com. So the next episode we've got, we have, we have touched on death in the last mm. two episodes. Mm. I'm sure we have. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Graveyards, gravestones.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. So we're going to go, we're just going to go straight in, aren't we? We're going to look the reaper right in the eyes <laughs> and talk about death. Yeah. Just to really cheer everybody up.
1: The brother's grin.
0: So on the death note, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs>